Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You know, usually at this point we have roar going on and some um, No Way Jose or something else crazy going on. But tonight, like last week, we are, you were just going to be blessed with the sounds, um, the, the angel singing London's voice. <laughs> and on the, the back end of the microphone, got up there in Santa, kind of London. I know time is 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Wednesday night here on Blog Talk Radio. And again, I know I'm London because, I mean, you call a spade a spade. I haven't seen my feet in years. So on the other side of that mic, it must be Santos. Mr. Santos, how are tis, you? Tis correct. I'm doing all right, dude. How are you this evening? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm a little, um, what's the one I'm looking for? I'm a little, um, stressed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, uh, so I have this boom arm, they call it here on, on um, Facebook, that holds my microphone up, right? And okay. it's really wiggly, uh, like to the point where it's going to hold my shit up tonight. So if throughout the night you're slamming around, it might just be because my microphone fell. So I apologize early. It may not even happen, but I'm a little nervous. Well, in that case, I'll just keep an eye out or an ear out, actually, for uh, any loud noises, and we'll see what happens. I'm not worried about the loud noises. You should be... You should be worried about the um, mother effers on the back side of that. Okay, I got you. Well, in that yeah. case, let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Mr. Santos, it is another Wednesday night. How are you, dude? Okay. That's all I got. See, let's roll. <laughs> I, see, this is what I'm worried about. My is a little chap because I can kind of hear it. So is it better or worse or nothing? Well, right right now it's all right. I mean, before it was it was uh, pretty choppy. I'm not really sure if that's because of the the arm you got going on there or what. But uh, <laughs> if you maybe if you can just stand there and hold it for you know the next hour and fifty seven minutes, you know we'll be good. My friend, I've been <laughs> holding it for forty three years. I can figure out another hour and so many oh, minutes. So that's what I like to hear. <laughs> So, honestly, a lot has happened in one week. Since back-to-back weeks, we've been on the radio, right? It's been a long time since we've had one and done, or, or two, that's, two in a row, I mean. We're usually one and done. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Um, uh, we're still rolling. Uh, government's still shut down, for those of you keeping track at home. Uh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Man. You know what? Sometimes, man, sometimes I feel like I did a disservice to the United States. I voted for Trump. You know that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I voted for Trump very specifically for the sole purpose. I didn't want a lifetime politician there, but I also didn't want a liar in there. Um, I don't even know anymore, dude. I mean, where do we go from here? But I guess that's that's top of another night, right? Um, besides uh, yeah. Trump and the government shutdown, been pretty plain and bland, or how were things? Oh yeah, absolutely nothing happened this week. I mean, I don't even know why we're doing a show. I, I got nothing to talk about at all. <laughs> I know we're champing at the I bit mean, here to get going. I mean, we I mean, lot. we can look, we can look at the title of what we put on the show. Of you know, you know, maybe we need to talk about the Pro Bowl. There's nothing else really going on this week. <laughs> I do know we're going to talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame a little bit. Um, I'm a big baseball guy. I know you support baseball more than you might want to. Um, Major League Baseball. I know you, you're, you're a, um, a Red Sox supporter, but I, I feel like you support Major League Baseball a lot sure. more because of me. And I appreciate that because I really am a baseball homer. Um, you know, I watch, you know, the Royals and uh, I don't know, Cle- well, Cleveland's a good team. Um, yeah. Give me a. Anyway, um, the White Sox. I watch them on a you know, Tuesday afternoon, and, and and you feed into my obsession, so I appreciate that. Well, well, thanks. That's what that's what friends are for. Help help each that's other right. out and and support them. That's what's all. That's, that's right. what it's about. And I appreciate that. So, um, but I mean, of course, we're going to get into the shut up and listen portion of the show. I think part of the the shut up and listen portion might happen a little differently tonight, but we'll see because I have something to complain about and it's going to fit right into somewhere. And I don't want to break up monotony, you know, so we'll figure it out, but we're, we're going to have the shut up and listen, listen portion of the show. Um, you know what, dude, I just heard it's right there in that button. So I have a button here that I push to turn my radio, to turn my volume down a little bit, and it, it kind of got all squirrely on me. So hmm, we're going to have to take a look at this little thing here. Well, I, I think microphone. so. Um, did you hear it crackle, or was that just in my ear? No, it did a little bit, but it's been pretty it's been pretty clear the last couple of seconds. Okay. Um, anyway, so we'll get into the shut up and listen portion of the show. Oh, next week, I give you my word. So here's the thing. We do... This show through Santos, Nova, and London. SNL is really kind of what we do. Because Thursday nights, I do a show with my buddy Nova. And we had, we kind of gone through this like, kind of like feeling out phase. Trying to figure out where we wanted to be and where we wanted to fit. And last year-ish, this time, I was a bit pissing and moaning about, Blog Talk Radio. We were kind of heading out and trying to figure out where we were going. And then we kind of fell off the face of the earth for a little bit. Probably my fault. My job kind of takes me away for a little bit. But whatever. Um, And we had some, at least we had entrance music. We had exit music. We had some, you know, different buffers and different things on Wednesday and Thursday night. Well, we don't have any of those anymore. And um, lo and behold, we will next week. We got a new program to download and create different things. So we're going to have some music here next week. You're not going to have to just listen to me ramble on and bump my gum. So what do you think of that, Mr. Santos? Hey, that's, that's pretty darn sweet. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you walk in, it. of course, it will be um, the game or something masculine. When I walk in, it will be something to the effect of... Um, Boink clown. <laughs> I was going to say something feminine, like, oh, I don't know, fucking... Being a McGillicuddy, but I guess Dante Clown's better than nothing, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's uh, let's just hope that's not what that's not what you need. <laughs> anyway, uh, so next week we're going to have a little bit of different stuff, but and I'm trying to buy a couple minutes here because I know once I say we're going to get into the NFL, um, the the playoff games. I mean, we we last week was Championship Sunday, right? And Obviously, we are New England Patriots homers here on this show. Um, we are both big supporters of Boston sports, except the Bruins on this guy's end, not on that guy's end. Um, other than that, this weekend really was kind of, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, awesome in our book, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the word I was going for. Yeah. Yeah, this weekend, um, so we, we have to wait one weekend, one week, well, two weeks from Sunday, but one more week from Sunday to get to the Super Bowl, which we will, we meaning the New England Patriots, uh, will be there for a ninth time with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. We'll get into that at length, in depth, um, whatever you want to say, we will get into that heavily here shortly um we will be we again will be playing um the i always want to call them the st louis rams but they are not the st louis rams any longer. they are the los angeles rams that, um, that is correct so we'll be playing them um it's kind of better well we'll get into that but um this weekend again was awesome unless you were a saints fan then it wasn't really awesome <laughs> anyway, um, we also had a little bit of baseball to talk about. I know um, yesterday was a big day for Major League Baseball. And before we really go any further, I just kind of want to announce the the Hall of Fame voting. I mean, so Lee Smith, um, right, and um, Harold Baines. <laughs> You, you heard that, right? Lee Smith, Harold Baines, yeah. I'm with you so far. We're elected, we're elected um, like a month and a half ago-ish through the Veterans Committee. And then yesterday, I yesterday I was very comfortable with the voting. Um, yesterday was um, Roy Halladay. Um, I just drew a blank. Roy Halladay. Don't tell me because I, 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 yesterday was one of my favorite days of the year and I forgot all about it. So, um, Roy Halladay, and I'm not even going to talk about Mariano Rivera because he's just in a, in a league of his own. Edgar Martinez, Mike Mussina, pitcher, hitter, uh, I'm sorry, pitcher, hitter, pitcher, and then filthiest, most nastiest closer on the planet, the only, to this point, because next year there's going to be another um, unanimous selection in Derek Jeter, but this year 
the first ever unanimous selection was Mariano Rivera. I have zero concern with those four players getting the Baseball Hall of Fame. Are are you ready? I'm ready. I I think the only one that really should have gotten in was Rivera. Really? Yes. And quite frankly, it's astonishing that yes, he's probably he's, he is the best closer that there's ever been. But for as much as the baseball writers did not want to put a closer in, for him to get the unanimous every vote to me is ridiculous. When there are really? other people out there, when there are other people out there like Griffey and Ripken oh. and all these other guys that haven't, for him to get be the first one to get it to me is just silly. See, that's part of my shut up and listen because I'm going to do my shut up and listen early. I know we kind of just glazed over it going into knock, the knock it out. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to steal any thunder. So go ahead and knock it out real quick, and yeah. then we can. Beat it around. <laughs> I, shut up and listen, Baseball Hall of Fame voters, because you were 100% right. Ken Griffey Jr., how about Nolan Ryan? How about Babe fucking Ruth? How about any of them growing up, or, or I'm sorry, coming up the, the, the pipeline? I mean, give me, give me anybody. Ted Williams. Um, yeah, Ted Williams, you know, Willie Mays, you know, I mean, just how? Yeah, Hank Aaron, give me 100% of the vote. They all deserved to be unanimous decision um, inductees. And I get it. I, I get that Mariano Rivera should not have been the number one or the first ever unanimous selection, but he deserves to be. And I'll tell you why, because 11 people, I just posted something on on Facebook. Twelve people have walked on the moon. Eleven people have scored runs on Mariano Rivera in the postseason. That's incredible. I mean, yeah, that is that is pretty unbelievable. The guy is filthy. The guy, you know, deserves to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Does he deserve to be uh, the first ever unanimous? Hall of Fame? Absolutely not. I thought the first one was going to be next year in Derek Jeter. You know what? I, I, I finally think the, the voters, I finally think people like, um, um, not Stu Gatz. Who does, who does Stu Gatz um, does that show with? Um, oh, Dan Lebertard sold yeah. his vote, you know, to for, because he thinks it's a mockery. It's not a mockery. There are people that gave their life to play baseball. I mean, for Christ's sake, Ted Williams, you know, played baseball left to go serve in the war and came back to play baseball. He loved it so much. I mean, there right. are people that, that, that have given everything to baseball and you're going to make a mockery of it to, to, to sell your vote, to get rid of your vote. So my shut up and listen is kind of convoluted because today is yesterday was, is one of my outside of, um, Thanksgiving. Yesterday is my favorite day of the year. I love Baseball Hall of Fame and um, Selection Day or Announcement Day, I guess it is. I love talking baseball. I love, you know, I, I know on that side of the microphone, you are not a fan of stats and whatnot, but I really am. I, I love to, to, to kind of kick it around and, you know, kind of debate a little bit. And, and yesterday was 
was kind of bittersweet for me. I, I don't have any issue with all four of these guys getting in. Like we've seen him was kind of a stretch for me. I don't think he, he deserves it this year, maybe in a couple. Um, Bonds, um, the, um, the the steroid era guys, Bonds, Clemens, grew um, the most this year that they have in, in recent or in, in many years. But, you know, next year, there's a guy that's coming in, Derek Jeter, as much as I'm a New York Mets guy through and through, and then after them, I'm, I'm a Boston Red Sox guy. Derek Jeter deserves to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and maybe if we're going to get through this, through this, the the first ever unanimous Hall of Famer. I don't think Mariano does. Was he the, was he the greatest closer? You're damn right. And once they mm-hmm. let Trevor Hoffman in last year, Mariano was a given. Um, right. You know, it, 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 but here's one of my biggest problems. And, and I have a friend of mine that sat on the Veterans Committee this year um, in the name of Burt Blyleven, and I've talked to him about this at length, and he did not, and I can vouch for him, did not vote for either Lee Smith or Harold Baines. And he does not think that either one of them should be Hall of Famers, and neither fucking do I. And I'm sorry for my language tonight, guys, but I'm heated about this. This is not the Hall of Very Good. Because if that was the case, Andrew Jones would be in. And then next year, we're going to be looking at Omar Vizquel. And we're going to be looking at people like, you know, Gary Carter would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's a Hall of Very Good. Um, we're going to be looking at people like, um, I don't even know. I mean, I mean, you know, David Wright. I'm a Mets guy. And David Wright is, is a Hall of first ballot Hall of Fame Mets Hall of first ballot Mets Hall of Fame. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer, dude. You know, come no. on, man. This, you know, there's 1.6% of major league baseball players that have ever crossed those lines to play a major league baseball game. And it's something that I have dreamt about my entire life. 1.6% that are major league baseball Hall of Famers. And you're going to put in Harold Baines? Harold Baines. You're going to put in Lee Smith? Lee Smith got in before, um, got in just after Trevor Hoffman and just before Mariano Rivera. Is he the, the I mean, is, is he that good? I mean, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm with I, you. I just, I'm with you. You know, I, it breaks my heart because I love going to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I love baseball. It is my life. I've. You know, I enjoy it more than anything, more than football, more than than anything. But now, I mean, we're going to start getting into things like David Wright and Andrew Jones and and Fred McGriff and things like that. These guys were great players when I was growing up, and I love collecting their cards. But good God, if you – I mean, you're comparing – because there's 1.6% of Major League Baseball players that are Hall of Famers. So if you put Fred McGriff in that same category as Babe Ruth or <laughs> Ted Williams, you're telling me that he is in the top 98 percentile of what? Cards of baseball players? Really? Come on, man. David Justice, yeah, I... Kevin Moss was a better ball player than he was. You know, I, 
Yeah, I, I, I do, I do like Fred McGriff, but even, even I can't really make a case for him to, uh, you know, for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Fuck. I battled for years to, for Gary Carter. I mean, people people made fun of me. People laughed at me, and he barely got in. He got like seventy eight or seventy nine percent of the votes. Nowadays, for Christ's sake, he'd be. I mean, he'd be a walk in the park, man. You yeah. Know? Oh mean, yeah. You know, it's just it it it, it makes me grumpy. I mean, My, you know, do we do we need to have seven? I mean, Carl Ravitch is getting the um the the. Frick Award this year, which he deserves. Kyle Ravitch is just a bad dude, man. When it comes to baseball reporting and and things, Kyle Ravitch is is it. So yeah. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate him getting the the um, announce. I don't mean the announcer, whatever it is, the the George C. Frick Award. But yeah, like, like you, the you, like the media media. Award. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But you got to put yeah. six dudes in: Lee Smith, Harold Baines, Roy Halladay, uh, Mike Mussina. I mean, yeah, they're they were good. I mean, but it, when I said earlier that I have no problem with these four, it's because it's kind of the way we're going. I would just like yeah. to see, I, I got to be honest with you, this year with, with um, Edgar Martinez getting in, David Ortiz is a walk in the park, dude. Absolutely. So, that, that's, the, that's the only thing about it. And, and, you know, one of my things about it, if I can jump on here, you know, I, I don't know if you were done with your shut up and listen or no, not. No, no, it, it was really shut up. It, it, I'm kind of calling in shut up and listen and, yeah. like, Baseball Hall of Fame-ish. So shut up I and just, listen, Baseball Hall of Fame voters. Go. Okay. Uh, this was the 10th year that Edgar Martinez was voted on. Why on earth is he a Hall of Famer? Or does he meet the qualifications this year? But the last nine years, he didn't. That that to me is just the the ongoing joke about you know the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. The guy was top five in MVP voting once in his career, once. I'm sorry, but guess what? I'm pretty sure Brady Anderson was too, and uh, there's he's sure as hell not getting in the Hall of Fame. It's just it's just one of those things. It's like I just. You know, and Mike Mussina, really? He was good, don't get me wrong. And, I, you know, he had more regular season starts and wins and everything than Kurt Schilling. But if you look at the history of baseball, who has done more for the history of baseball? Kurt Schilling or Mike Mussina? The, the answer True. is Kurt Schilling. And, he, and they, won't, they won't put him in. Well, so, my, the only the only the only way Mike Mussina should be able to get into the Hall of Fame is if he gets a ticket and gets walks in. That's it. Sorry, you shouldn't be in there. I said the same thing whenever Craig Biggio went in, and I'm probably pretty sure that I said it about others others as well. But Mike Mussina, no. Roy Halladay, I get it. I mean, the dude was dominant, and he was kind of one of those short careers. Like, uh, was it Koufax? that had a really short career, but his numbers were just that great that he was kind of a shoe-in. I think it was Koufax. But I, I was thinking. I wasn't ignoring you. I was thinking. Um, I, I, I mean, I guess it depends on, you know, what what you consider short back in that day. I mean, Christ's sake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
And and you know he was good in the playoffs. You know when he I guess he was what the perfect game in the playoffs or a no hitter in the playoffs in his first no hitter in the playoffs first, first trip. Like two in months and, prior to that or three months prior to that he got he threw a no uh, perfect game. Yeah, I mean he was like you know multiple Cy Young award winner. And and you know if he didn't win the award at least he was in like the top five of the voting. You know so with I mean him, I mean honestly I'm. I don't really see any problem with him getting in. Um, but, I mean, Edgar Martinez, oh, my. When I saw that, I just thought to myself, that's ridiculous. And, who, and, who's, and, who's, the, and who's, who's the one I'm missing? Who's the other one? Oh, uh, never mind. Uh, we got, I got them all. I touched on all of them. <laughs> no, um, um, Moose. Well, yeah, Musina. Musina's the same way. Yeah, you know, I think I think Schilling is definitely a better pitcher. You know, I mean, just I mean, even in the World Series, I mean, the dude won three World Series. You know, he was was always up there at the top of you know Cy Young, you know Cy Young candidates and everything like that. And I mean, you can't, you know, Mike Musina didn't have a bloody sock. It, well, the good, you know. I mean, the cool thing is, is Roy Halliday will be able to fly him and his family into Cooperstown because he's a pilot. Right. <laughs> I got nothing. Crickets. Too soon? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, now, I, I, listen, I, I, I spend money in baseball. I spend money in Cooperstown. I spend money loving the game of baseball. And, um, I, you know, Halliday I'm cool with. Um, um, what the hell is this? Why can't I think of Mariano I'm, I'm good with. I keep thinking of Sandman. I, you know, I don't want to sound like that guy, right? Um, so Rivera I'm good with. You know, give me – Lee Smith, Harold Baines, man. Harold Baines is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Harold Baines. I just, I just look at it as, you know, I'd rather have, like, two people go in than, like, four or five. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, like that one year wasn't, wasn't, better. wasn't one year, like, Griffey and Piazza. That was it. Like, that's perfect. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. You, don't, you, don't, you don't need to put all of these guys in, you know, just because, you know, like you said, it's it's the Hall of Fame. It's not the Hall of Mediocrity. You know, just get who you need in there and move on. You know, it's – I'm still – and the only reason I remember – I keep bringing up Craig Biggio is because I remember one of our early shows, I just came on and just tore Craig Biggio to shreds because there's no way the dude should be in the Hall of Fame, like none. If you're – if you know, let's put it this way. If if Tom Brady was in the NFL for 20 years, putting up Alex Smith-like numbers, his stats would be pretty damn good. He probably would have no Super Bowl wins. Would probably be maybe like a, you know, 500, 50,000 yard passer. Yeah, like he'd probably have his record. He'd probably be like a 500 to 600 winning percentage. But you're there because you've been mediocre for that long and just haven't gotten hurt. You know, it's the hall of fame. Isn't, isn't all about numbers. It's, it's a collection of 
you know, what makes baseball great, who makes baseball great, moments that make baseball great. And I, I just think it's all kind of ridiculous when nobody, I mean, all of these baseball writers were loving the whole McGuire and Sosa thing. They were loving the Barry Bonds chase for the home run record because it, it gave them something. You know, they could, they could write to the masses because everybody was tuning in and watching. And now they've all turned their back on them because, oh, well, they might have used performance-enhancing stuff. They, they could have, and, and now they can't even get a sniff of, of <laughs> anything. That, to me, is ridiculous. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Don't be shocked if Bonds, um, well, McGuire will never get in, but Bonds and Clemens get in shortly here. They're up to 58, 59%. I, honestly, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I don't either. I think, but you I think I better put on before. that plaque. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. Put something on it. You know, I don't think it tarnishes anything. I mean, I'm pretty sure that there's something in the Hall of Fame that's – I don't know. I haven't been there, but I'm pretty sure there's something in there that talks about maybe the, you know, the Black Sox scandal. Oh, you yeah. know, it's part, oh, yeah. it's part of baseball history. It's not a good part of it, but it's part of the history. I mean, you've got to tell okay, the whole well, story. One of the greatest players of all time, Ty Cobb, was the biggest cheat in the world. Babe Ruth is no saint. You know, that's not – Let's not gloss over this, man. You know, let's, right. you know, we hung our hat. We've made millions, billions on these guys' names, Barry Bonds. And, you know, because I tuned in that summer, McGuire and Sosa. I sure tuned in then, you Me know. Too. So Me too. You made money. You might as well put them in. And you might as well, you know, at least put something on that plaque that says they're the dirt. But at least put something on that plaque. Put them in the put them anyway. in the hallway leading put, put them in the hallway in the that leads to the restroom. <laughs> you know, I mean, My man, one of these days, one of these years, you and I are going to go up there and you are going to walk into the 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 hall of plaques and it's going to stop you in your tracks. And I promise you I'm that sure it it's will. amazing. I'm sure it will. It's amazing. Yeah, so kinda... anyway, let's listen. We got bigger fish to fry than than I know, man. Smith can, and you, can you believe? Can you believe we went a half an hour on baseball in in the you know the end of freaking January? <laughs> what the hell is going anyway, on? I, I'm not sure. If, you know what? I think we should just end it right now. I think the show's over. We don't have anything else to talk about. No, no, I'm I'm clueless. I don't really know what else to do at this point. <laughs> anyway, this weekend was national was championship Sunday in the NFL. One of my favorite weekends, and then the. The here's the greatest thing: the end of February, I'm sorry, the end of January, beginning of February is one of my my favorite times of the year. So we have Championship Sunday. The following weekend is usually um, the Royal Rumble, which is one of my favorite pay per views in WWE. And then the weekend after that is usually the Super Bowl. And again, just like just like. Um, you know, just like uh, um, it's meant to be, that's gonna, how it's going to happen this weekend. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we're looking like. So let's talk. What do we talk about? We're going to have to talk about the NFC first because we got a lot of stuff to talk about in the AFC, right? 
Yeah, I, you know, I I didn't see the. I, I basically tuned in, and I think the Saint or the Saints already had the ball in overtime. And you know, in that first game, so uh, I didn't really get to live the play live. So when you tell me that you don't watch things, you really don't watch them. Like when you tell me I am not watching Raw, you're not really watching it. Well, when it comes to Raw and SmackDown, I don't watch it live just because there's a lot of stuff on there that I really feel like I don't need to waste my time watching. And commercials drive me crazy because, let's face it, in Raw Raw, there's commercials every, like, six and a half minutes, it seems like, sometimes. So on that, what I'll normally do is wait an hour and then kind of play catch-up. But... You know, with this, you know, I was working and didn't oh, get home until like, and didn't get home until like, eh, like 5.30-ish. So, you know, by the time I flipped on the tube, it was, I think the Saints had the ball or they were just, just getting the kickoff or something in overtime. <clears throat> so have uh, you seen the the play, the hit? I did. And uh, all I can say is, is that if that happened to the Patriots, uh, this uh, this show would be taking a very different course than it had in the first 33 minutes. Tell, give me your your breakdown because I'll I'll tell you what I let me give you mine first a little bit. Um, <laughs> so at first I was appalled. I like got like physically ill for a Saints fan. You know, I felt mm-hmm. yeah. like I put myself in their shoes. And and then I realized that that was not the end of the game. I realized that wasn't the end. That wasn't it. So then I was kind of like, I, I backpedaled a little bit, but it still kind of like took the, the, the wind out of the sails for them, right? Um, so yeah. then I kind of became angry at the NFL. Then I you know, I, I kind of was like, it's par for this NFL's course. And I, I went through all these, all these stages of grief, I think, for um, a Saints fan. Um, how do you not have that a reviewable play? You have every, I know it's not a reviewable play, you know, all season long, but you still went to overtime. You still had opportunity. Um, you still did this, that, and the other. But how do you not review that play? Well, um, there's there's nothing there's nothing that says they can right now. That's that's the problem. I know. But and honestly, I'm not even. I I don't even think they need to review because that's that's the big talk now. The big talk is is that they should be able to review all pass interference, you know, penalties. And I say no, they shouldn't be able to. However, on that play, there was also a helmet to helmet. I think they just need to do face guarding. There was an unnecessary roughness. There was all kinds of stuff. Right. Biggest thing for me is early in the year you know training camp what was the big story they're going to limit helmet to helmet they're going to try to prevent it they want everybody to heads up football you know they don't want any of any of that 
that that took place in this game. And I think what they need to do, you know, seriously is adopt adopt what they do in college. You know, not not necessarily, you know, throwing people out of the game like they do in college after one helmet to helmet hit. But if there's if there is something helmet to helmet they you know, they stop. They review the play to and to see if it was in fact a helmet to helmet hit. I think I think they need to implement that rule. Don't you know if player safety is a priority for the NFL and helmet to helmet is going to help prevent a lot of these head injuries which you know the NFL is trying to do because of lawsuits that have been taking place, you need to have extra safeguards in place to prevent and penalize helmet to helmet hits. So I say do what they do in college Stop the game, review the hit itself, and if it's a helmet-to-helmet, then, okay, 15-yard penalty on sports and like conduct, here we go, move on. That being said, I kind of want to blame Sean Payton for this, and here's why. I, I think every other team that has the ball, they're down by the, you know, they're down there, they can kind of ice the game with a field goal. Who the hell throws the ball? How many times as a Patriot fan do you watch a game where the Patriots are up by seven points or less with three minutes left, they run the ball three times, they pick up a total of two and a half yards, and then they have to punt, but there's 14 seconds left whenever they punt the ball. That's what's supposed to happen. Sean Payton gets down there. All he has to do is run the ball, kick the field goal. The Rams have minimal time left, but he's he's telling Drew Brees to throw the ball because probably because that's what we do. That's our identity. I say garbage. You gotta you gotta play smart and throwing the ball with that little time left. And when you're trying to get the other team to waste all of their timeouts is just ridiculous and stupid. So I say Sean Payton is part as part of the problem there, but again, absolutely. But again, the NFL and the officials have to call that helmet to helmet. Was it, you know, was it a pass interference? Of course. Even even the defender said so. He was just trying to prevent a touchdown. (laughs) He 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 gave a great interview. He was like, "Yeah, that was my bad, but sorry, it is what it is." Yeah, when. You know, whenever he starts looking around for the flag afterwards and he starts dancing whenever there isn't one, they got away with something. And you know what the problem is, in my opinion? Where the hell is Roger Goodell? Yes, he was, yes, he was at the Chiefs and Patriots game. But I think as the commissioner, it is your obligation to come out and address this, not just, you know, look up, look up out of the you know, top corner of your right eye and just whistle and pretend that it'll just go away. This isn't going away. This is a problem. Now, there were, there were a couple of bad calls and bad no calls in the Patriots game, but none of them, none of them are this egregious. I mean, there's, there is an attorney in New Orleans that's 
filing a class action lawsuit on behalf of the season ticket holders because they would get tickets to the Super Bowl. There's also a rule in the NFL handbook. I mean, we all know that how the NFL handbook you know, gives Goodell the power to basically do whatever the heck he wants. Exhibit A, Brady being suspended for four games for nothing. There's something in the NFL rulebook that says the commissioner can have these two teams replay the game from the beginning or from that play if he determines that the the ruling on the field by the officials was like egregiously incorrect or under or under some or under some you know like basically like some crazy circumstances like the goalpost falls down or sinks into the ground or something but it is written in the rule book that you can order that i'm sure saints fans would i i mean i wouldn't but i mean why is why is it in the rule book and why is that coming out within like an hour or two of this game ending but but the fact of the matter is is that here we are it's wednesday evening and Roger Goodell is like MIA. Nobody knows where the heck he's at. He needs to be, you know, doing a press release or something, you know, to, to talk about it. You know, whether he wants to just, you know, kind of dump it on. He's not going to throw the officials under the bus, even though he probably should. But, I mean, come on. He, he needs to say something. Absolutely agree with you on. He needs to say something. He's not going to say something. He he really. He is a coward. I mean, he's been a coward. He only comes out when need be, when it when it mandates him to speak or whenever, or to, or whenever he's going to look good. Uh, whenever yeah, the NFL, yeah, when, when the NFL looks good, he comes out. But whenever the NFL looks like a bunch of doofuses, I'm guessing yeah, that's the moral of the word doofus. Do yeah. I don't know. But um, the word word doofus. I think yeah, doofy. Is it doofy? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'm not. I'm not here to take you know language arts class. So let's keep it. <laughs> um, I, you know. I'm heartbroken over the Saints fans. I, I'm glad that New England's not playing the Saints in the Super Bowl. They scared the hell out of me. I <laughs> yeah. I said for weeks that I think New England, or I'm sorry, New Orleans was going to win the Super Bowl. Thank God they're not playing. You know that call, that play, that mess definitely warranted a flag somewhere. Throw the flag. I mean, and then yeah. pick it up if you have to. You know, but that was ugly. That whole sequence was ugly. Yeah. Um, you know, the NFL just needs to do right. And if if Roger Goodell ever started that game from X point or Y point or anywhere, I, I mean, you better bring back, you know, whomever, whatever team was playing years ago to a point where, you know, they got shafted. I mean, you can't, that's, that's a precedent you can't right. 
you know, you can't make. So I understand and I respect the fact that he didn't do that because there would have been heads rolling. And I got to be honest with you, these people that are signing, I understand, you know, being a hurt fan. I, you know, I get it, man. I breaks your heart. I get it. But, you know, signing petitions, getting billboards, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Come on, man. 550,000 people had nothing better to do than bitch piss and moan and sign a petition to um, have the game started over from that point. Come on, man. You know, that wasn't the last play of the game. It wasn't. You know, we had to go overtime from there. You, you know, your defense could have stopped them. You know, I mean, you know, make plays, man. It is what it is. It's here. Yeah, I mean, heck. I mean, yeah, the Saints, the Saints got the ball first in overtime, and Drew Brees throws an ugly interception. Right. You know, let's let's face it. I mean, you know, would would the outcome have been a little bit different? Possibly. But the thing is, is that that wasn't you know you being down by seven and on a fourth down play to end the game. Right. You know, you you still had a chance to win the game. Your defense still had to come on the field and prevent them from going down and kicking, you know, kicking something. I mean, the dude hit a 57-yard field goal to win the game. But he hit like, a 46-yarder yard, 46 right. to tie the game, too. Right. That's exactly it. You know, stop them from going down at the end of regulation and kicking a field goal. You know, it's... You know, I mean, we could we could kick this game around all day and that play around all day, but I think there's, I think there's a little bit bigger game that we need to get to that took place on Sunday. Um, didn't, Hello. Didn't LeBron miss Lakers play? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not what you're talking about. No, no, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. The AFC Championship game, baby. New England Patriots winning. In overtime, I'll tell you what, this is the first time in, in history, I think, that both championship games went to overtime. Super That's exciting right. day, super great football games to watch. Um, I, I got to give props where props are due. Um, Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. Um, yeah. The, the, the first half of that game, I was real, like, who is this kid? Why, why is everybody so hype on him? After halftime, makes a couple adjustments and makes some just incredible plays, throws, yeah. um, plays with his feet, um, you know, decisions. Is it for a 21-year-old kid or 20-year-old kid, however old he is? 20, um, 23. He was so poised. He was so calm and cool and just, like, I'll tell you what. Um, they get a couple more players on defense, and they are going to be unstoppable. Yeah, well, it's, you know, that is true. However, I'm going to go back to the whole Joe Flacco thing. Whenever they won the Super Bowl and, you know, Joe Flacco got himself paid, they're already talking about him being the first $200 million, $200 million player. I'm I'm just wondering how many other guys you're going to be able to keep on that team. You take away Tyreek Hill, you possibly take away Travis Kelsey. It's it's gonna it's gonna handcuff him a little bit. We'll see. I mean, I, I like I said, I I think he's he had a great year. 
but there was there was not a lot of tape on him in the pros with that talent going into this year. We'll we'll see what happens next year. I think he comes back to earth a little bit. You know, but both you know both he and Tyreek Hill are playing on rookie contracts right now. Because they they came out the same year. So we will see what happens. But that defense, yeah, that that defense was we heard how bad it was the week leading up to the game. I think I mean even me, I, I was a little surprised at how you know, how they did against the Colts the week before. I mean, now I'm just thinking that the Colts are just that bad in cold weather. But it's it was it was kind of like what the Patriots did against the uh, Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. Keep the ball, go, keep that defense on the field as long as you possibly can because at the end they were just gassed. They had nothing left at the end of that game. That's very true, man. Um, I I wish that it wouldn't be so close every fucking time. Can we can we do something a little different next time? <laughs> yeah, well, do, I, do we have to? I think there, there were there were points in that game. I thought that they were just going to lose because of just dumb plays and dumb play calling. But you and, know, they, and I got to be honest with you, in the first half, I'm Kansas City has to go into over or into halftime feeling that fourteen nothing is a win at that point. I absolutely, mean, were, absolutely. Like, Garbage, that should have been right? that should that should have that should have been like you know twenty four twenty seven twenty eight points at least twenty four. I, mean, yeah, I, I think they missed a, that, another touchdown and they yeah, you, and, yeah, that inter, that interception that he threw trying to force one into Gronk with three guys on yep. him from the from yep. the two yard line was just I mean let's put it this way Brady makes Brady makes a lot of great decisions that was that was probably like the opposite of a really great decision. That that was one of his worst, absolutely. I, w- I would and, I would have rather have seen him, you know, rumble, bumble, and stumble for two yards to get in the end zone on that play than have him throw that pass. I got to be a hundred percent honest with you. I'd, I'd rather see him take a sack and lose seven well, yards. That, yeah, that too. That too. And, and kick a field goal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And he and he makes incredible decisions. I mean, the 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 overtime. The I mean, the overtime. As soon as we won the. Well, let's just take the game from from coin coin toss to to, to um, touchdown. I mean, honestly, um, you know, we we came out looking great, man. The first drive of the game, we we absolutely were very methodical. And when I say we, everybody in this this program knows that that we're homers, right? I mean, everybody knows that we are New England Patriot owners, correct? True. Okay. And if not, they um, do now. <laughs> so, first drive, what, um, like 80 yards, eight and a half minutes, just a, a very methodical, um, well-played, just, we're going to shove this down your throat. We're here to play drive in Arrowhead, you know, or in whatever yeah. it's called now, I guess. But It still is. But that's... That's just it. I, I said last week what the Patriots need to do if they're going to you know, have a chance in this game is to somehow get the ball initially like they did against the Chargers and just waste clock. 
keep that defense on the field. And I think I also said last week that uh, uh, Sonny Michelle, for the Patriots to be close and have a chance of winning this game, needs to go for, I think it was a 120 and one touchdown. I think you said one, 125 and a touchdown is what I think you said. Well, I, without having you the were, box score in front of me, I think he, that was pretty darn close to what he did. It was 119. Okay. 119 and two touchdowns. So That's, that's, why, cool. that's pretty that, darn close. That's why you're the best, uh, the best color man in the game. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so the first drive, we look great. I mean, just unstoppable. Yeah. First defensive series, we looked great. Unstoppable. And then Brady throws that that pick, and I wanted to yeah. fucking hang myself. Yeah, I was – a lot of the talk going into the game was, you know, it's Arrowhead. It's, you know, if it's not the loudest, it's the second loudest stadium in in the league. And the fans are going to be, you know, just – raucous whenever the Patriots have the ball and I kind of thought you know that first drive was good to kind of shut them up a little bit and that second one I thought to myself if you come out of that with at least three to make it two scores right off the bat after you know after a three and out on the first possession for the Chiefs that that's really going to start to you know get that doubt in the Chiefs fans head and then he throws an interception and guess what they're back to life yep and they and they never were able to get it to that point where, you know, they kind of shut them up until the very end. And that's, but, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't fall apart like all of these other teams did. I mean, I, so, I mean, you got, you got to take what, take that for what it's worth. But I, I thought that they left a lot of points out there in that first half. And this game could have been a whole lot different if they're, you know, if they're like 21 points or more which they probably should have had in that first half, but just for some reason didn't. Almost pisses me off. Almost making me angry at him again. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I was watching the, the replay with Melissa today, my wife, and I was biting my nails because I chew on them like a snack food usually, but when I get really nervous, um, I chew on them more. And she was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm nervous. And she's like, you know the outcome of this game. I'm like, I don't care. I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that yeah, kind of sucked. True. But, you know, sometimes I just get so frustrated with them because they make such great, you know, <sighs> Jesus. They make such great decisions. And then at times, I'm like, oh, Christ, man, my, my six-year-old would make that play or not make yeah. that play or, you know, whatever, man. But I don't know. I you know but, I kind so of look at have... it from the standpoint I, I look at it from the standpoint sometimes though of everybody keeps talking about how great um wow talk about a major brain fart who the hell is their offensive coordinator McDaniel's everybody keeps talking about how great McDaniel's is as an offensive coordinator and he he'll throw a boneheaded play or two in there every once in a while and you're like who in the hell is calling this play. And why in the hell isn't Belichick like overriding it on the, you know, on the walkie-talkie or the on the, you know, speaker or whatever? Because yeah, some of them are just so bad 
sense. I, I just I just don't get it sometimes. But you know, one of my uh, you know one of my takes on on this is there, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, of course, there's going to be Patriot haters all over the place. I kind of just wish that they would admit it. Admit that you're a hater. Embrace it. Embrace your hate for the Patriots. Don't 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 sit there don't sit there and bitch about something and then say, Oh well, oh you know, it is what it is. No. Garbage. For starters, Michael Wilbon claiming the Patriots did not deserve to win that uh, deserve that win. They didn't they didn't earn it. And he was trying to make it seem like that play had had or the the pat or the what the heck was it? The, uh, the the rougher the pass roughing the passer on Brady that they called which let's face it that was another bad call too, but he claims that that call was almost as big as the non call in the Saints and and Rams game which let's face it that's complete garbage that happened on a second down and the, with the way that the Patriots are picking up third and longs that whole game you, you can't. You can't say that that played that big of a part. Was it a bad call? Absolutely it was. I said that during the replay because, you know, you didn't really see it live, but you saw the replay, and, you know, that shouldn't have been called. I mean, that for people out there that think Tom Brady gets all the calls, well, he did there, unfortunately. Another thing is it, it's funny how the Patriots win the toss in overtime. They go down and score. Now everybody wants to change overtime in the playoffs only. You know what? Give me a break. If the Chiefs would have won the toss, gone down there and scored a damn touchdown, nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody, beside Patriot fans, would be pissed off that that's how the rule is set up for overtime. The other team does not deserve the ball. This isn't youth soccer where everybody gets a damn trophy. Give me a break. That's ridiculous. I've had so many people come up to me in the last couple of days and say that, well, they would have liked to have seen the Chiefs get the ball in overtime. No, you don't. You just are pissed off the Patriots won. And when I bring that up, they get this grin on their face like I just caught them with their hands in the cookie jar. They know darn well they're full of garbage. And it just drives me crazy. Here we go. The Patriots win the coin toss in overtime like they did in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. I didn't, I didn't hear it then, and that happened in the damn Super Bowl. The first time a Super Bowl game went to overtime, the Patriots win the toss. They go down there and score. Not a peep, not one single peep about, well, we think the Falcons should have got the ball. That's a Super Bowl. This is an AFC championship game against an up-and-coming quarterback, and now everybody wants to change the overtime rule just because the Patriots won the game. Get out of here. <laughs> like, you know, again, just admit you hate the Patriots, That's why, you, and you didn't want them to win. That's why you wanted the rule to be changed. Because if they change that rule, that, that's a travesty, and that's just football bending over backwards again you know, to, you know, just calm everybody down like they did whenever Peyton Manning was crying 
Yeah, the Patriots secondary are touching my receivers. Okay, well, we'll add this. You can't touch them after five yards rule. But, but the NFL loves the Patriots, according to all these idiots. So, whatever. Hello. <laughs> I'm here. I'm just waiting. Just tell me how you really feel, brother. I'm, I, th- I, think I, I think I'm good for it. And that's not even my shut up and listen. Wow. I was just going to say, let's get into your shut up and listen. Well, no, because I have to agree with you with this. But, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, um, this coin toss, everybody needs to touch the ball one time. This isn't college, man. This is the NFL. We've had these rules in place the entire year. Not one person has said a word about it until New England wins the AFC championship game. Right. You know, here is, it's just like when a team gets blown out and people are like, oh, they ran the score up. So, maybe they did. This is the NFL. This is a professional league. Right. Jumps the score. Your job is to stop me. And until you want it different, then just stop me. Just stop me. And, 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 just, and just think about how shitty the rule was before. So, you know, the overtime before, it was all you have to do is kick a field goal and you win. You know, at least they changed it where if the Patriots, you know, all they have to do is force the Patriots to kick a field goal, Chiefs get the ball. That's all you have to do. Keep How about them out this? of the end don't, zone. Don't be off sides with a minute and five seconds left, and you have an interception and win the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. It's just, you know, everybody wants to point to one particular play in the game, and... You know, that's why they lost. This is why they lost, or this is well, how they won. Well, there, there was a lot in that game that, you know, that helped the Patriots win. And, and one thing, I'm going to have to get, you know, maybe Google it after the show or for next week, but I really just want to know what the whole, like, pick play is because there were people on ESPN laughing and joking about how many times the Chiefs ran pick plays on the Patriots, which, you know, I know that the one time the Patriots did it, it was an offensive pass interference. But I, I just I just don't understand what that rule is and how the Patriots got, you know, like one guy was able to push another one and into the way of the the receiver covering the guy that ended up catching the ball and taking off for 25 30 yards. And one of them and one of them was at the end where they where the Chiefs had to when the scored a touchdown to go ahead towards the end. I you know, I think it was with like you know, it's before the Patriots went down and scored the touchdown at the end of regulation, you know, but then kicked off with like 30 seconds and the Chiefs still were able to kick a field goal. I think there was a pass from like the 30 to uh, Sammy Watkins and Sammy Watkins is all by himself. And then they show the overhead and that's because two guys like ran in the way of like three Patriots defenders. He's all by himself. He he ran down to the two. And and even, and, and even, and even the guys on ESPN are saying that that should have been, that should have been a penalty. Well, you know, you know, don't give me that the Patriots get all the calls then. 
So you know what the anyway. shittiest part of this weekend was <clears throat> is that there were two championship games, AFC and NFC, both both championship games went to overtime, and we are talking about officiating or missed or made calls in That's both exactly of them. This should have been the most celebrated weekend in NFL history as far as, listen, our league is so diverse that the best four teams that are left are so good, they're going to over. They went to overtime, and we had great games, and the, the best teams won both. Right. right. No, you're right. Yeah, that's, that is. I mean, that, and, that's, and the NFL can't be happy about this. They can't Who's standing in front of a podium saying, we're unhappy about this? I don't know. Nobody. And, and, honestly, and honestly, I think part of the problem is, is that for the playoffs, these championship games, it wasn't, you know how during the regular season they have the teams of officials. It's the same groups for all the games. You know what I mean? So it's like, how many officials are there like in a group, like six or seven? They're with each other for each game every single week. They don't split them up. I don't know how it is during wild card weekend and, you know, the weekend after that. But these were like just all-stars taken off of those teams. These guys not, didn't necessarily work together at all during this season. And look at all these plays that were so screwed up that now we're all kind of thinking, what's wrong with the officiating? Um, the problem is, is that if you have – you know, you know the, the football teams themselves that have been working together all season to be on the same page and to accomplish a goal, you, the officiating kind of needs to be the same way. The Pro Bowls this week, it wasn't last week, and, but, it, but it was for officiating. Well, I think the thing is, is that none of them are full-time officials or full-time employees of the NFL. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't buy it, dude. I think the fact is, is that, you know, when you work with a group of guys to officiate, you kind of know, you know, where, where you need to be. You kind of know where Absolutely. the other guys in your group are going to be. These guys don't know that. I'm, I, I'm speaking but, the same language you are, brother, but it, at I the end of the season, it doesn't. They, they don't, they, I mean, there weren't, that, there weren't any calls as lousy as these in the regular season. Whenever you had teams of guys that have been, you know, training with each other, you know, for week one through 17, there wasn't anything this bad. So don't, I mean, I mean, I get it. You know, they're, they're not full-time employees. I get that. But I don't think that, you know, they can be non-full-time employees for weeks one through 17 and not have any egregious issues like this. And then, then you take like, you know, like the best umpire with the best referee with the best side judge, you throw them together, they haven't worked together all season, and now you have these issues. That's the issue. The issue is that these guys aren't familiar with each other, not that they're not, that they're not full-time employees. What? No, 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 that's not what I was saying. That's not at all what I was saying. What, what I was meaning is, is that they're, they're not super invested in – you know, the, the NFL as a whole, they can't pull them all together and say, listen, this crew is going here this week and, and then continue that throughout the, 
the and then they can judge them and say, oh, this this crew through the year has been the best as a crew. But what I'm also saying, as you were talking, and I I, I was listening to more of what you were saying, that the it's almost a reward. It's not almost. It is a reward to work the champion, the playoff games, the the divisional games, the the championship games, and the Super Bowl. I mean, just like players that get, you know, X amount of two hundred fifty thousand dollars, the the officials get a, a stipend or an extra, you know, more money or whatever, right, right, um, to do the game. So it, it's a reward. Um, how else do you motivate people in in workplaces to motivate me? Throw me some money. So I guess that's what the NFL is trying to do. So I. I kind of see both sides of the the coin here, but I agree, man. We got to get cohesive units from week one to through the the, the Super Bowl, man. I mean, you know, right? Well, either your no, unit is good enough, or that's, it's not good enough. And that's and it. That's it. Can't... It's 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 the it's the unit as a whole that should advance in the playoffs to a. I agree with that. That that's how it should be. And if you want to take the, you know, the best of who's left. Throw them in the Pro Bowl because guess what? Even the players don't take the Pro Bowl seriously, but they get paid for being there. Have them go Pretty to the Pro Bowl. Pretty handsome, too. Yeah. Pretty handsome. So take, take like the All Star of you know, take the All Star umpire with the All Star back judge with the All Star referee. Put them there because you know, like I said, nobody takes that game seriously anyway. Hmm. Well, I guess we can. Spinner wheels. All we know is that Super Bowl 53 will be played in Atlanta on February 3rd, and New England will be wearing their white uniforms, their white home uniforms. No, white um, road. White road, I'm sorry. White road uniforms um, against. Who are we playing? Oh, yeah, the LA Rams. Who's calling St. Louis? The LA Rams. Um, and you know, this is kind of bittersweet for me, just real quick. Um, my father was a big, big Rams fan and I have a Kurt Warner Jersey sitting in my, sitting in my, um, closet right now, um, from when the Patriots and, and Rams played in the first Super Bowl. So I don't, you know, this is a little bittersweet for me. Um, my, my dad has passed a couple of years and we're going on, um, we're going on four years this year. So, um, you know, win or lose, it's you know it'll suck to lose, but smiling down with me, my dad. So it'll be it'll be fun um, thinking about and you know kind of hanging out with with him. You know, finger quotes, but um, go Patriots. Um, we'll see you next week and we'll talk more about it. But um, we're on to our ninth Super Bowl, right? Brady's been in the league eighteen years. Fifty mm-hmm. percent of his career has been spent in the Super Bowl. We'll talk more about that next week. Here's um, I, I do and, I do have one quick mind blowing stat. Uh when Brady steps on the field for this Super Bowl, he will have played in more Super Bowls himself than any other team. Boom. Mind blown. Hello. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Well, you, nobody can hear you think. 
Well, I just needed. So he. <laughs> so he's gonna play nine. Oh yeah, dude. Like the the next highest is like six, right? Seven. Well, how many? I think the Steelers. I think it's eight. I think the Steelers have eight. I can't be. Yeah. Steelers, Broncos, and Cowboys have eight. Right. Right. And I'm going to post a picture on Santos and London of the exact stat. It's because I, I have this in my phone. Super Bowl appearances. Brady stands at the top with nine. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody else. Jeez. Yeah. But it's the NFL or it's um, Belichick. You know, maybe we'll talk about this next week, but this whole argument, Belichick is the reason Brady's so good. Shut the fuck up. my language, and I'm sorry I've been swearing so much tonight. I'm just really passionate about um, the way that people just treat me as a fan, you as a fan, you know, the, the team, whatever. I mean, Brady, Belichick didn't make those throws in overtime. Right. You know, right. There were some incredible throws that Brady made. There were some incredible catches that, that um, Edelman made, that Gronk made. I mean, Gronk played like, you know, eight years ago, Gronk. I mean, the guy looked mm-hmm. incredible. You know, I'm just so tired of hearing it, man. I'm tired of fighting the battle. It's the same. It's the same conversation year after year after year, and it just gets old to me, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So I agree. It is ten fifteen. I have said my shut up and listen. You have not. The floor is yours, my friend. All right. I don't even I don't even know what day I saw this last week, but I, I sent you a text message right away, and a lot of people probably have no earthly idea who this person even is, um, and that's fine, that's fine. Um, it's gonna it's gonna get us you know ready for our wrestle talk wrestle chat as we called it off air earlier. Um, but shut up and listen, Maria Canellis. Maria Canellis, I don't, I don't even know what her real name is, um, and that's fine. I'm not going to Google it or anything like that. But she is, while well, a former WWE employee, I think, she was part of the Attitude Era. I mean, she is a very attractive young lady. Um, you know, she, you know, she left. WWF then, WE, WWE now, you know, to go to the indie scene, you know, to do small events and, you know, I mean, let's face it, it's it's the typical, like, bingo hall type of a, you know, the type of events. Um, you know, I, I, what was it, like maybe two years she came back, she's married since she and her husband came back, and their gimmick was... They're a, they're a couple that are so in love and blah, blah, blah. And, the, you know, the character gimmick was just a total flop. Like, nobody really cared. You know, I mean, let's face it. Back whenever she was there initially, she was like a sex symbol. 
you know, probably, you know, still is. I mean, let's face it, I'll call it like it is. You know, still is. You know, they were, the two, her and her husband were just getting buried in the writing because it was just, it just wasn't working. You know, the fans didn't really cheer or boo one way or the other. And, you know, you know, wrestling's just like anything else. You know, you want some type of fan response. And if not, it's not good for you. And, you know, but then it turns out that, you know, she was pregnant. You know, kind of had to stop going around with them. And, you know, and let's face it, without her, now nobody really wants to see her husband wrestle at all. I mean, he's he's doing all of these, like, opening matches, which are never on TV. I mean, I, I haven't seen him in months, but he's, he's still there. I know that when I listen to these podcasts, they have people call in from the live events and he was always like the opening match, which comes on like a half an hour or an hour before like Raw or SmackDown even start on TV. You know, he's there doing his thing. Normally he loses. But, you know, the last couple of weeks, there's been this thing where, you know, show a picture of you from 10 years ago. Like, was it like the 10 year challenge, I guess? Well, she posts a picture of him 10 years ago. And here's, you know, really nothing too flashy or extravagant there. But then showed a picture of him today. Dude is built like a house. I mean, he looks amazing. And her comment was something to the effect of, how come this guy can't get any airtime on TV? Uh, hello, because you're not there. Now, I'm not blaming you for having a kid. Not at all. I mean, that's wonderful that you're able to do that. And that you're in a position with the WWE taking you back, you know, pretty much. And you were there for maybe a month or two before you had to go on, you know, some type of leave and not able to do anything because of your pregnancy. I'm kind of guessing Vince McMahon is paying that bill, too, somehow. To basically now go on social media to complain about your husband not getting any airtime on television, to talk about how... Everything was much better for you and him on the indie scene, even though you're in front of groups of maybe like, you know, 500 people max and not at these arenas that Vince is selling out with, you know, at least 10,000 people or more. But it was better for you because you got better exposure. Well, guess what? You probably also wouldn't be getting any type of medical insurance. that will be covering, you know, your pregnancy. And I'm not saying you need to be grateful or anything like that, but you know what? You came back. You took the money, the insurance, you came back, and it benefits you. Don't Shut up and listen. Do not hide behind social media now that you're not there anymore and try to run down the company that you used to work for, even if it is trying to promote your husband, because guess what? Like I said, He's, he's a jag. Jag, for those of you who don't know, is just a guy. That's what he is. The reason the two of you got re-signed to come back to WWF was because of you. Because of what you can do. Because of what you look like. Because of who you used to be in that company. Just, just stop. You know, get a, t- here, take a shot of reality. And let's go here. I mean... You know, 
you know, at least you got to give birth in a semi, you know, I'm guessing it was in a good place. Because, you know, the other alternative, would, like I said to you, London, and it's probably not very tasteful, but it could have been in a, in a cardboard box out behind a freaking bingo hall in the middle of nowhere. Kalamazoo. After, after, after an indie event where they're just paying you to, like, you know, maybe a couple hundred bucks to show up. At least with this, you got a contract. You got guaranteed money. You got insurance. Stop bitching and be grateful for what you have. End of message. <laughs> I was waiting. I was listening, man. <clears throat> um, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, these people that think they are owed something, like they are, you know, the end all be all. Uh, let's look at Hulk Hogan, who was axed from the um, uh, the Federation. Let's look at you know, all the big names that have been moved through, um, you, I'll tell you what, um, being someone that pays for his family's, uh, health insurance, it's not cheap, man. And I'll I'll tell you, I, I work for the state of Florida and I still pay $360 a month just for health insurance. Um, you know, that doesn't include my dental my eyes, my nothing for my kids, my wife, myself. Um, so have your baby, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't break the hand that feeds you, Marie, or what is her name? Maria. Um, Maria, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think, their, I think their last name is Bennett, but, you know, whatever. Canellis or whatever yeah, they go by. by. They were going by... I think it's Mike... His name is Mike Bennett, I believe, but they go. they were going by, like... Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis, so that yeah. was kind of like their, 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 you know, their stage name. Just, just, you know, don't rock the boat too much. And they asked to be released, um, right. and then um, WWE took them off the road, took their special away because they were going to do a Mike and Marie uh, Maria special because they just had a baby and coming back into training, and they pulled that, and you know. <laughs> You know, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you ask for, man. You know, I am one of the biggest, <laughs> I don't want to say proponents, but one of the biggest um, examples, maybe, I don't know, that, you know, and this is on such a minute level compared to the WWE and their their things. But, you know, I, I shoot my mouth off on Facebook often. Um, if you follow me personally, you're going to know um, when I'm having a good day, a bad day, you know, I don't really bring private stuff in there per se, but I'll shoot my mouth off, you know, and and that's on a very minimal level. You start shooting your mouth off to billion dollar companies, um, just a heads up there, sister, you're going to be pretty expendable regardless of who you are. So I agree with you. Um, shut up and listen. You dumb idiot, basically. Yeah, basically. That's it. That is it. Um, one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year happens on Sunday. Yeah, me. I agree. Me too. Um, me too. I always, I always love this one. <clears throat> I love the 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 Royal Rumble. I love the clock. I love the anticipation. I love the surprises. I love the the crowd interaction. And 
sometimes we get good main events um, because usually the the I think once or twice maybe that I can remember as a kid I'm talking the Royal Rumble was the main event but usually we get a decent paper or a main event mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent sold on either one of these this year <laughs> me neither me neither so um I think I think both of them are just going to be used to set up stories for well you know for you know the the men's one well, yeah, that's that's the problem. I guess you know we keep saying either of these. I mean, which ones are we talking about? Because there's two shows. There's you know the men's champion, the heavyweight in each one. There's the women's in each one. I'm there are just so many titles. I mean, which main events are we talking about? The, the main events, the, the the main main events. So we're talking Brock Lesnar and um, Finn Balor. Finn Finn Balor. And then we're talking Asuka. No, we're talking Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks. Oh, so we're not we're not taking the SmackDown ones into account here at all. I don't think those are the main events, dude. I really don't. I, I don't. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, I I, I, I honestly think with what with what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen. I really am hoping that the first when that when that show kicks off and it's at seven o'clock this week, so don't text me at eight o'clock and say, "Oh, I already missed an hour." At seven o'clock is when it starts. I was going to see if you want to go to a party. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just going to be. I, I'm hoping that the first one right out of the gate is Oscar and Becky Lynch. And the and the I reasoning think it needs to be right because the I'm, loser I'm is going to be in the rumble. I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking what they do, and and honestly I'm I'm hearing this talk a lot lately. That Becky Lynch is actually a hotter act right now than Charlotte, and so what they want to do is probably have Oscar retain. And then Becky Lynch come in at either 29 or 30. And if she comes in at 30, that means that she'd have to, like, beat up Carmella in the back before. You know what I mean? Like, I know Mick Foley did that one year where he beat up somebody in the back. And then they just they didn't show you who it was. But um, I think I think it was when Austin couldn't wrestle anymore. And he was like the general manager of one of the shows. He just said, get out there. Go, let's get your ass out there. You're in, you're you're in now. And then out comes Mick Foley. So I kind of I kind of think that they want to get they want to get Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey at Mania, I, and I think we see a rematch of Oscar and Charlotte at Mania too. So I, I think does that does that main event fall flat for you immediately at WrestleMania with Becky Lynch and, and Ronda Rousey? I don't think so, just because everybody wanted to see them a couple of months ago. I think it falls so flat for me. I I, I need Charlotte Flair in every main that's, event. But that's, it, 
But that's because they protect Ronda Rousey. I mean, there's, there's nobody that's going to beat her because Vince won't let it happen. And that, to me, is the problem. You know, yeah, true. Somebody, somebody other than Charlotte has to be able to beat her, I think. And whether it's Queen or, you know, I, I can see Becky Lynch doing something to kind of, like, cheat to win. And that's, I'm good with that. But, you know, I just think, you know, they even did something to kind of test it last night on SmackDown where Becky Lynch and Oscar were in the ring kind of arguing back and forth. And then Charlotte comes out. And then there's a big, like, Becky chant. And Charlotte just, like, holds her hand up and she woos, and nobody wooed. Nobody. The Becky chants got louder. And I think that was a test to kind of see where the allegiance of the fans were going to be. Because I'll tell you what, I, I, think, I think a lot of the people that are going to be the ones watching WrestleMania, because, you know, WrestleMania, it's not a bunch of kids. It's, it's people that are paying good money to go to this thing. And that, you know, they want to cheer who they feel like deserves it and not the people that Vince tells them to cheer. I think Ronda Rousey this year is going to get a ton of freaking booze at WrestleMania. And I think that if the people don't get Ronda versus Becky Lynch, I don't think Charlotte's going to get a lot of lot of cheers either. She's going to get booed too. Well, she'll this be year. over. She'll be over in, in, in your theory here. She'll be over against Ronda. I, I don't know. I I think that the fact that, you know, I think with the way that the crowd was kind of behind Becky before with, you know, she's earned it, blah, blah, blah. You know, Charlotte just gets everything given to her because of the name. I, I think that kind of, you know, resonates with these fans to the point where I don't get know, they it. want where they, I, I don't either because, you know, let's face it, you know, Charlotte is definitely the best female wrestler on either show, but that doesn't that doesn't mean you, she has to be in the main the championship fight every single time. And I think I think they're still working on something with her and Ronda Rousey. I just don't think it's I just don't think it's right now. The Mania, right? The biggest show. Um, she beat the hell out of Ronda. Excuse me, out of Ronda, Becky kind of swoops in. Then it, it's gonna be a mania where, you know, it's the Super Bowl. It's the culmination of all of the the storyline throughout the year. And you know, um, Charlotte just remember when she snapped at what is it yeah. TLC or whatever. But the, but the thing was, um, she shouldn't. She wasn't supposed to be in that match anyway. And I but think she if was. you would have, but if I right, I know that. But if you would have given. Everybody, Becky Lynch versus Ronda then, that opens the door for Charlotte and Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. I just, I just don't, think, I don't, I don't think the fans want it. I think you want it, but the, fan, the other fans don't. They want to see Becky get pushed to the moon right now, even though Charlotte is the better wrestler. Let's face it. The, the, the crowds wanted Austin to be pushed. The Rock was a better wrestler. It's, yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. Truth. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I will tell you this. Guess who will be back on Sunday? And if she wins the Royal Rumble, I swear to God, I will not watch wrestling again. I'm just <laughs> saying it right now. 
<laughs> Alexa Bliss is the most worthless person on that whole roster. <laughs> that really pissed me off when I heard that. I was so pumped. Oh God, I couldn't. I, I was so excited. I, you know, I've been reading things about her, her status, and you know, in-ring status, and this, that, and the other. And then, like, I was reading some stuff that she may never wrestle again. So <laughs> when when I heard she was coming back, I couldn't have been happier. Well, they're already trying to shape her to be a baby face. So I mean, I don't think her as a baby face is going to work. I, I bet it works over the moon. I just I just think they have too many babyface female wrestlers right now. They can't. They, I mean, they just I don't know. But I mean, honestly, the only the only other thing I can kind of think of, and if they want to do something crazy for like the women, is. And although I think it's a little too early, and they haven't really put a lot of storyline into it yet. I know that there is like like Twitter beef going on back and forth between like Shayna Baszler and Bailey and some of the other of like the you know Ronda's four horsewomen group with you know the the, the wrestling version I mean they're all going to be at the same event again you know Ronda kind of screwed Charlotte and Becky both over Yep. At the tables, ladders, and chairs match, I, I wouldn't be overly shocked if something kind of happened at this one. Hmm. You know that, but that's that's another way to get. I mean, now that main event. I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm kind of interested. Yeah, that's very interesting. I was just thinking about that a little bit. That's that's very interesting. But. I just I, I just don't know right now if you know if they have enough time to kind of tell that story to get everybody geared up for it or if it's something that you know probably could be like Survivor Series you know when it's the traditional like you know four versus four or five versus five or whatever it is you know I think they can kind of you know maybe maybe swing something then but I don't know we'll, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see I mean I I don't know. Initially, initially, I kind of thought that Becky was going to win the Royal Rumble, but then she won the the match to fight Oscar again. You know, so then you kind of think that you know Charlotte's going to win the Royal Rumble now. But then I heard a lot of people talking that you know, depending on depending on where that Oscar and Becky Lynch match falls on the card, if it's early, it might be because they want to have Becky come back later in the Royal Rumble. Makes sense. Makes total sense. So, so tell and me, I just, and, I, and honestly, honestly, I just don't see her if they if they do that to bring her back for that match. I just don't see her not winning. It would make zero sense, right? You would think, yeah. Besides the 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 main matches, what what are you looking most forward to? Honestly, with this one, I, I'm just into like the Royal Rumble that's uh, for well, both of them now, you know, itself. I honestly, I think that the whole, all of, I mean, because there's 30 men and 30 women basically already, already off the card because, you know, they're in that, you know, that Royal Rumble event itself. 
it almost seems like they have to really stretch to get other matches. Now the, the uh, you know the heavyweight title, you know, you know universal title. I mean, those are kind of self-explanatory. I mean, I'm not. I'm I'm kind of curious to see how Finn Balor actually does against Lesnar and how they have that go. Um, because you know, and, and the only reason is because they kind of made it a David versus Goliath type of a thing. Are you thinking there's a chance? I, I'm thinking there is, but I, I still think that, you know, we've said it so many times. I think that Vince likes the bigger guys. I mean, he made a point to point out when when Finn came out, I guess, was it two weeks ago, that there's a lot of beef in this rink, kid, or something like that. And it's like, so you kind of knew because they do so much reverse psychology on those shows, that you knew Finn Balor was going to win and get in. But, I mean, for the life of me, if you have Brock Lesnar beating all of these guys that he has before, I mean, he beat the hell out of Cena. He beat Reigns so many times until Reigns finally won last year at SummerSlam. He fought Strowman once and beat him. I just don't like the I just don't like the fact that, you know, if Balor beats him, I just I just don't get it. I mean, what's the point? Makes him look weak, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't see them <clears throat> making him look weak because I still think you have to have Lesnar with that belt going into WrestleMania. And that'll break my heart. That's still three months away. <laughs> Two months away. Yeah, I know. Uh, Rusev, we're going to go right through them. Um, Rusev, the pre-show. Rusev, the champion versus your boy Shinsuke Nakamura. Who cares next? Hang on. No, I'm, we're going to go through and get I, these. I, I, I mean, this, one, I, I, this is one of those storylines that I couldn't even tell you the last time I saw Rusev or Nakamura on SmackDown. So this is just another one of those matches that they just – you know, have devoted zero time to, and then just throw on a pay-per-view. I mean, I'm guessing, you know, they just put the belt on on Rusev. I guess you keep it on him. I, I don't know. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, this whole Rusev day, Nakamura is probably going to leave and go back to N- NJWP or whatever it is, New Japan. Um, his, his contract is up. He's not happy. He's not getting pushed. I mean, he... You know, he was the next best thing, and now he's on a, a you know, the pre-show match. Um, yeah. Rusev, the champion, got the championship back for what reason? He's got a hot wife who comes in and does splits, basically, and he's got a catchy phrase. I mean, Nakamura can't promo. I mean, this is just the 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 uh, mis or the misfits match, basically, to me. Uh, moving on. Um, I was going to call him Bobby Murphy, but Buddy Murphy, the champion, versus Akira Tozawa, um, Hideo Itami, and Kalisto. A full of four-way for the cruiser, the Cruiserweight Championship. Doesn't matter. No. I, just for the sake of picking somebody, I'll just say a champion retains. <laughs> I, I'm going to say Kalisto um, for no other reason than I like him. But I think okay. I really think it's going to be Tozawa. Yeah, I mean that he's one of those guys though. If he would, he we'd probably hear a lot more of him if he could stay healthy. He's always hurt. So if he's hmm. if, if he's Tozawa, 
Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy's always hurt. He's he's gonna be. He's like a Sami Zayn to me in mid Carter. Um, but he's supposed. To, yeah, he's supposed to be pretty good as far as you know, cruiserweight stuff goes. But he's just he can never stay healthy. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, just kind of off the um, the Royal Rumble a little bit. Um, who I really decided that I really like is um, the guy last night. I can't. Uh, his, I just lost his name and I had it. The guy with the blinking face mask. Um, what's his name? Oh, oh um, Mustafa Ali. Yes. I, I'll tell you what, man. He cut that promo a little bit before his match. He's good. And I was, He's good. Yeah. I was like, that was really impressive. You know, yeah. he kind of hooked me a little bit. And so I'm going to start watching Mustafa Ali a little bit because, I, you know, every time he comes out, I'm like, that's the dumbest face mask or whatever. And I, you know, I'm so superficial. I'm very like, you know, I'm, I'm insecure in my own body. So I feel a lot of like, oh, I'm cooler than a guy that wears a blinking face mask, even though the guy takes his shirt off and he's cut from a granite stone and can do all kinds of moves and he's right. a professional athlete. But like last night really kind of hooked me with Mustafa Ali. So I was really impressed with him and I just was kind of wondering what you were think, what you thought of him. I, I think he's, I, I think he is an up and coming guy. I mean, I, I mean, I was kind of just completely, I don't even know what the what the word is, but you know he cuts that promo. He comes out. He still gets beat up by Samoa Joe. And then well, they're gonna start moving Joe up the ranks here, man. They're gonna they, start they doing something to. with him. They have to, you know. But I guess now he's probably gonna end up feuding with Randy Orton. That's gonna be the next thing because. And how is it that last week Randy Orton's like a heel, beating up on Jeff Hardy and beating up on all these other babyface guys, and then this week he comes out and is magically a babyface again and takes out Samoa Joe. Like, what, what is happening here? <laughs> People want to say the the Big Show has so many. I was just going to say the Big Show. Randy Orton has to be a close second place at this point. (laughs) He's like the he's a skinnier Big Show for God's sake. He he changes he changes from baby face to heel like multiple times in a month. At least the Big Show can go a couple of months. (laughs) The Bar um, Cesaro and Sheamus were champions versus the Miz and Shane McMahon. You know, I can't stand Shane McMahon in any match, so I'm going with the bar. Really? I'm just, I, I'm just sick and tired of the same old Shane McMahon moves all the time. I, I just, I don't need to see it. Take the, I, I am so tired of the bar, but I got to be honest with you, each of them individually, I love. I love They're Cesaro. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think he is. Um, I think he needs to push as a a, a main eventer. Um, Sheamus so is That's, you know these, incredible. These two, guys, these two guys need to have a falling out so they can they can be pushed to something else because I mean I think I mean Sheamus was a, a heavyweight champion before, and you know he can look the part. And Cesaro is the same way. I mean he could he could he can look the part. His problem was, you know his, you know being able to you know, talk on a mic and do mic work. And I think it's gotten better 
you know, since it's him and Sheamus. You know, they're a little bit, he's a little bit better than he was, you know, years ago. But, yeah, they need to, and, and I think that's the problem, is that they just keep these guys in the tag team, and it's, there's a lot of tag teams like that. It's all just getting a little stale. You know, they need to, like, shake things up a little bit, break, break up some of these tag teams and, and start pushing these guys a little bit better. Yeah, I, I would love to see um, Cesaro, you know, in a singles match and, and moving towards a heavyweight championship. I think the guy deserves it, man. He is. Yeah, me too. I mean, I just think of him driving his teeth into his upper lip. Uh, or no, his, I'm sorry, his upper jawbone and continuing to wrestle. So, I mean, the guy, he's all right in my book. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, see, the next the next match here is Ronda Rousey, Sasha Banks. We're going to move. No, we can't. No, we can't. Um, Ronda, this is kind of a stacked card. If you if you look at it on paper, now listen to the next matches that I that I read off. Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. No, no, go ahead. No, I, I, who do I want? I want to see somebody beat Ronda Rousey. I just don't think it's going to be Sasha Banks. I agree. I agree. I, I have just, nothing to I'm say. I'm just, I'm just, and again, like I said last week, I'm just getting sick and tired of Ronda Rousey already. She hasn't even really been there. I mean, a, she'll be there a year at this pay-per-view because she came out at the end of the Royal Rumble last year. She did? Yeah. After, after Oscar won, you know, Oscar's in the ring with her music playing and then Ronda Rousey music hits because everybody thought she was going to be number 30. But... I'm just I'm just kind of over it. I'm kind of over her. I'm kind of over how she acts in the ring. I'm sick and like I said last week, I'm sick and tired of her like trying to talk trash in the ring. Her her promo skills suck because I don't think she's that intelligent to to read the rehearsed lines that Vince writes for her. I'm just I'm just over it. She doesn't need to be the end all be all in the women's division in my opinion. It's okay for her to lose. It's like it's like Brock Lesnar all over again. We all, I mean, you and I both bitch about Brock Lesnar. It's the same thing. I I sigh because I I don't want to agree, but I, I'm so tired of seeing her come out and like do that strut and with that mean mug and come down. To the, well, first of all, she smiles as soon as she comes through the the curtain. Yeah. And then she then she mean mugs everybody on the way down to uh, to the ring, and then you know do I think she has over exceeded her expectations? You're damn right, I do. I think yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think we thought her, we thought she was going to be, you know. Need, need to be her handheld, and I don't think they anticipated them putting the the strap on her so early in her career. It was coming. I mean, Ronda Rousey, it was coming, but her wrestling um, at or her match at WrestleMania last year was head and shoulders way above what I anticipated. You and I watched oh, yeah. it together, and we both gave her high marks, high praise oh, yeah. oh, throughout yeah. the match, and. I think she's digressed a little bit. I really believe that she has kind of taken a couple steps back. Not that I'm saying she's bad, but she does the same stuff over and over again. 
And I think she can be a little reckless at times. I think the the arm drags and the 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 takedowns and the judo throws and things like that. I think you know as much as you know finger quotes wrestling is fake. I feel like she's just a little reckless. Um, yeah. I I feel like her time has hit her real fast, a little bit too soon, and they could have kind of you know, held her hand a little bit more than they have. Um, with that being said, I don't think Sasha Banks is the one to end this reign. Um, I just hate the fact that they make her look like the baddest woman ever. I mean, her nickname is the baddest woman on the planet. I get it. But I'll tell you, Holly Holm beat her, and Misha Tate beat her, and that, you know, I mean, she's not that bad. <laughs> no. You know, and those are real fights. So, I don't know, man. You know, she she beats up Nia Jax. Really? You're going to beat Nia Jax? Uh, I don't know. So, with that being said, Ronda Rousey wins this match. I just think her time has come a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. And I don't know. I don't know where they go at WrestleMania. We'll have to wait and see what happens on Sunday, but... I I think everybody would kind of love to see her lose that belt at WrestleMania than they would have her keep it, regardless of regardless of who she's up against. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, next up, right. Oscar the champion versus Becky Lynch. Um, oh, you go first. This is another one. Who do I want? I mean. I like Becky Lynch a hell of a lot more than I like Oscar, but I think you don't for the, say. but for the 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 storyline to go the way that it would be better, I kind of I kind of think Oscar wins this, and and Becky Lynch like turns out in the you know shows up in the Rumble. Hmm. <laughs> I I was I was on board with you until I realized that nobody cares about Oscar. Nobody. Yeah. That's why nobody is ready for her because nobody cares. I, nobody. It, it, you know, it, it sucks. Like, you know, we saw her at NXT and and, and she was good. She was she was damn good in the ring and yeah. it, it was, yeah. you know. But it, she didn't speak. She didn't talk. And it's, it, it's the it's the same it's the same thing with Nakamura. Yeah. You know. I mean, now his his in ring is a little bit more ridiculous than Oscar's is. I mean, Oscar is better in the ring than I think he is. But I, you know, the fact that they want to put, you know, they both won the Royal Rumbles last year. Both lost at WrestleMania because they didn't want to put a, any type of a belt on the men. And then, like, they just, I mean, even after being in, you know, on the main roster for as long as they have, and it's like they just, you know, haven't really been able to do much as far as, you know, you know, talking about themselves or talking about their opponents on a microphone. And I think that, unfortunately, you need to have both. You need to be able to do both in order to be, like, you know, to be a champion and to have people actually – Give a give a crap about you one way or the other. 
And the fact that and the fact that neither of them can do it. I mean, you said Nakamura's basically on his way out, and now Asuka, it's like, I mean, she was non-existent up until like a couple of weeks ago when she was in that match and won the belt. Which, which I feel like they just stuffed it on her because they have other plans. You know what I mean? I, I don't feel like that was a genuine win. She's easy she, yeah, she's, she's, like, she's she's the placeholder. I mean, something else is going to happen with that. We just agreed. Need to figure out what it is. Agreed. And I I, I feel like um, they needed like they painted themselves into kind of into a corner, and they needed to just get get themselves out. So they gave it to her and let her keep it for you know what you're keeping the belt warm for a little bit until we kind of get to WrestleMania basically, or even, you know, like they did with um, Daniel Bryan, like they, he, he gets a title before a, ma- a, a pay-per-view and then he fights Brock Lesnar at the pay-per-view and it's a great yeah. match and he can do, you know, so I, I agree with you as much as I, I definitely want to see Becky Lynch take this belt off her. Cause I don't believe Oscar deserves it or even knows what to do with it. But I think she retains and, I think we'll be talking about Becky Lynch later on in the the night too. Yeah. Well, I I think so too. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. There there is absolutely no character on either roster right now that I could care less about than Daniel Bryan. I knew talk that. About, but... Talk about an absolutely worthless person to have as a champion. Absolutely worthless. You even like his new his new gimmick. It is terrible. Really? It is awful. Yes. Tell me why you believe that, because I think it's hysterical. It's, that's it. You're, you're the champion. You're not supposed to be funny. Leave funny for um, R-Truth. You know, him, at the, him in the beginning of the show, R-Truth, his whole thing of not wanting to fight Brock Lesnar because he's, after he wins the Royal Rumble because Brock Lesnar's too hard, he wants to fight the 205 Live guys. That's funny. And then Carmella says, you, you, can't, because you, weigh, you, can't, you can't because you weigh too much. He says, oh, now I'm fat, and then he storms off. That's funny, but that's also not something you want to have at the end of your show. That's not something you want to have holding your title at, you know, that, for that show. If you want, you know, if you want funny to have a title, you know, give him the, the United States title or give him something else. You know, I don't want to hear the champion talking about saving the planet. He was upset because AJ Styles body slammed him on a bunch of hot dogs, but he referred to the hot dogs as casings filled of animal byproducts or something ridiculous like that. It's like... It's funny, but it's stupid to have your champion, the face of your show, talking like that. Man, I, you know, I couldn't disagree more. Um, I, I believe that he found his niche. I really think that this Daniel Bryan, because he really is like that, like, like he's very simplistic. He he's very earthy. Um, so I I really think it's easy for him to be in this position. And he's went he's gone from uh, 
um, one of the hottest, most beloved superstars in the WWE to one of the most hated, and he carries matches. He does such a great job. He's such a good in-ring performer. Um, he carried Brock Lesnar in that match. Like That was one of Brock Lesnar's best matches that I can remember in recent recent times. Um, I think Daniel Bryant as a performer is very good. And I, I think this animal animal casing byproduct is, is awesome. Um, I, um, I, oh shit, it's already 1056. Oh shit. Yeah, man, um, I'm saying Bryant. Just, just because I'm going to say AJ Styles, even though I don't really know one way or the other. Um, I was thinking we were going to 1130, dude. Um, Brock Lesnar from Baylor. Lesnar. Agreed. Goliath. To the Rumble. To... <laughs> okay. To the so Women's first. Female first. Women's first. Yep. Yep. Can I can I say if Becky Lynch doesn't get in, can I pick one? Nope. Nope. Okay, then I'm um, I'm still gonna say Becky Lynch wins. I agree. I am also gonna uh, say because they because they take people at random from the areas. I googled WWE stars from Arizona. Unfortunately, the Bella Twins are from Arizona, but I think but Mickey I think they were gonna be I think they were gonna be in it anyway. However, another one that popped up, one of my favorites from maybe like 15 years ago, uh, we had Michelle McCool in it last year. Her tag team partner, Layla L. from oh, Arizona. Okay. I'm kind of hoping, hoping she shows up as a surprise. All right. Um, I, I think it's a, um, I think one of the Bella twins makes a run, but um, I agree. I think Becky – Either Becky or Charlotte, one of those two. I'm gonna. I yeah, gotta. I, that that ha, it has to be it. That has to be. If you hold my feet to the fire, I'm gonna say Becky because she's the hottest thing on planet. Go to the men's. It's up to you, my man. The men's Royal Rumble match. Here we go. I, okay, first I'm gonna say uh, a male wrestler that is from Arizona, Val Venus. Um, I don't know if he's still alive or not, but if he is, uh, he could be a special person that uh, shows up. Anyway, um, I say I say the final two in the match are going to be Drew McIntyre and Rollins, and I think that they really go uh, Lesnar Les, versus Rollins at WrestleMania. Uh, Rollins wins. He's never uh, been in a, he's never been in a rumble either. I'm going to say, man, Cena. Cena. Cena, no. <laughs> you can't Cena me, baby. We'll see you next week. London, I am... Let me start that over. I am London. He is Santos. It is Wednesday night. You know what? We don't always make the best decisions, but we make the right decisions when we have to. Um, we will see you next week right here. We'll talk about the Super Bowl. We'll talk about the, the results of the Royal Rumble. I'm London. He's Santos. Have a good night, y'all. Good night. We're going to see Layla L. Bank on it. Back up the truck. On who? Layla L.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.